Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Arts and the Science Guy podcast. And in today's episode, we're talking about acid reflux. We're going to talk about what it is, what causes it, and what are the potential treatment methods you can seek by your doctor. And once again, before I continue, here's a word from our sponsor. You might have heard about acid reflux as a different term, such as heartburn. Let me read the official definition. The acid reflux, also known as heartburn, is a medical condition characterized by a burning sensation in the chest and recurrent regurgitation of the acidic stomach content into the throat or the mouth. So as you see, not only the acid reflux can cause issues with your stomach and the esophagus, it can also cause problems with the teeth. So it's not a secret that you have a stomach that's using acid to break food down. And this acid is supposed to stay in a stomach. The way your body prevents this acid from coming back up into your esophagus, where the food comes down from, is by a little valve. This valve is there to let the, the food come all the way down into the stomach, and it kind of closes up by a variety of mechanisms. And one of them is, when the stomach acidity goes up, this sphincter, or this valve, closes up. Sometimes this valve doesn't work too well, and the acid makes its way up to the esophagus, which causes erosion and ultimately could cause esophageal ulcers if untreated for a long time. But that's not the end. This acid can make its way up to your mouth and to your teeth. This could also erode your teeth as well. So how do you know if you have an acid reflux? The symptoms of the acid reflux include, but not limited to, a burning sensation in the chest. This is why it's called heartburn. It's, it has nothing to do with the heart. However, it kind of burns in the same area, and that's why people kind of call it this way. It is also characterized by a sour taste in the mouth. Like I've said before, a stomach or chest pain can happen as well. Because the acid can go up to your throat as well, you can probably guess that it could also cause a sore throat. Hoarseness in the voice as well, because your voice box is located in your throat as well. Wheezing and even coughing. If you have constant coughing and if you have heartburn all the time, you might want to get it checked. And once again, please, everything I'm telling you, please take it with a grain of salt. I'm not a treating medical doctor, and I cannot give you any suggestions. I can just direct you in the right direction where you can seek the proper treatment. If any of these symptoms interfere with your daily life or occur more than twice a week, for example, the condition is defined as gastroesophageal reflux disease, or it's called GERD. So at this point, let's talk about what are the risk factors, like what are the people who can get acid reflux or the GERD. See, GERD affects people of all ages. It doesn't matter how old you are. Sometimes for some unknown reasons, it could just happen for within people who have not even had the acid reflux, even young people. Very often, however, it's due to your lifestyle. It could also be because of stress or pregnancy and so on, so on and so forth. But a lot of times it could be for unknown reasons. The doctors just look at you, they say that you have an acid reflux, let's just treat it to make sure that, that it doesn't cause you any harm. One of the other major causes of the acid reflux is could be what's called the hiatal hernia. See, the thing is that you, you have a diaphragm, right, that uh, sits uh, at the bottom of your lungs, and this allows, it's, it's, a, it's a muscle that allows your, your or it separates your bottom organs from the lungs and allows for the expansion of your lungs and then the contraction of the lungs as well. There's a little hole inside the di diaphragm, uh, inside the, di di my apology, inside the diaphragm, that allows for the esophagus to pass through. The esophagus is, direct, is directly connected to your stomach. So what happens sometimes when you strain too much, 
the stomach protrudes or comes out of that hole and goes up into the lung kind of compartment area on the other side of the diaphragm. And this could cause for GERD to happen. Some of the other factors that could cause GERD is obesity. Uh, the second most common one is uh, smoking. Whether you're smoking actively or passively, remember, even if you're sitting in a company of people in a room that are smoking, you could be passively smoking as well because you're breathing in the, the smoke. Low levels of physical exercise. This could also cause it. And finally, uh, medications, including drugs, uh, for, for example, for asthma, uh, calcium channel blockers. The calcium channel blockers are commonly used for preventing high blood pressure. Uh, antihistamines. These are commonly used for preventing allergies, for example, uh, painkillers, sedatives, and even antidepressants. Like I said before, pregnancy can also cause acid reflux. Just because there's an extra pressure that's being placed on your internal organs by the baby. And this extra pressure causes the acid to flow backwards. It's pretty simple to understand. I want you to also take a note of the foods that could cause this. For example, something that we do, a lot of us do on a daily basis, is caffeine, uh, alcohol. I want you to note that the caffeine is a mucous membrane irritant as well. This could not also cause GERD or uh, esophageal issues due to acid. It can also cause stomach issues as well because, because you keep irritating your stomach lining. And there's a couple of other things such as high intake of table salt, uh, for example, a diet low in fiber, uh, or eating really large portions of meals could also cause this. Because think about it, you're placing a lot of food into your poor stomach that has the capacity to handle food of about 500 milliliters. So imagine now, once you eat more than 500 mils of food, including water, you're overstretching your stomach. That your stomach produces acid and this acid can really easily overflow and go back up into your esophagus even though you have a little valve uh, protecting it it can still just pass break through the valve and by the way this valve is called the gastroesophageal sphincter in case you guys want to look this up uh, it could just blow blow past it and since we're talking about caffeine people like to dessert with caffeine so if you eat a lot of chocolate or you drink a lot of carbonated drinks or for example, acidic juices, this can also cause this problem to get exacerbated as well. Think about it, carbonated drinks, they they have carbonation in them. Uh, it's They do not take up the same volume of, uh, of the same volume in your stomach as regular water would. So when you drink them, they kind of overstretch your stomach as well and kind of push stuff backwards as well. Don't you realize that when you drink carbonated drinks, you get to burp a lot. So that means that stuff goes in your stomach, then it kind of wants to come out. So it comes back out. And uh, with the gas, you can also push the stomach contents, such as acid, backwards into your esophagus and into your mouth. Hopefully this is pretty clear. So now let's talk about some of the treatments. Uh, there were recent studies that have suggested that your dietary choices can directly affect how you treat yourself or, or, or how does the disease progress. One of the most effective treatments is called the PPIs or the proton pump inhibitors. Uh, we're talking about, uh, you might have heard about omeprazole, uh, rebeprazole, and S-omeprazole. And the way they work is kind of cool. If you're, In case you're wondering, let me really quickly tell you what they do. So you have these uh, uh, little proton pumps in your stomach lining that produce the acid. In order for you to get acid, you have to get the protons, the hydrogen protons, get pumped that are getting produced into your stomach. The acid, the acidity of the stomach is basically created by these protons, by these hydrogen protons. So your body knows about this and it says, okay, cool, what I'm gonna do, I'm just going to produce a lot of this 
the H+, and I'm going to pump it into your stomach in order to create acid. These are really corrosive uh, molecules, basically. So these pumps are the ones that are pumping out the hydrogen protons. So now that you understand what it is, you can probably infer that the more active these proton pumps work, the more acid you can have in your stomach. And obviously this whole process is controlled by your whole body, by your brain, and by your parasympathetic nervous system. So what the PPIs do, for example, omeprazole, what it does is that it kind of inhibits these pumps from pumping out the hydrogen into your stomach, which means if you're pumping out less hydrogen ions into your stomach, you have lower acidity. There's another class of drugs, it's called H2 blockers, which also do, they decrease the acid production and reduce the potential for damage that's being caused by the acid reflux. Are these medications safe? Well, they're generally safe, but if you've taken them for a long time, you might have bone issues, you might want to read, you might want to talk to your doctor when you get prescribed these. One of the other problems that these medications could cause is, uh, as you understand, the, the acid in your stomach is used to decompose food, and that decomposed food is get is getting absorbed by your body, right? So guess what? If you're not if you don't have enough acid and if you don't decompose the food too well, then guess what's gonna happen? Malnutrition. You're not gonna get all the nutrients from the food that you're eating. You're gonna consume the same amount of foods, but you're not gonna get the nutrition. So it's very common, not very common, but it's pretty common for people who are on H2 blockers or PPIs, for example, to have malnutrition. Look, and this is not to scare you, I'm just <laughs> telling you about the side effects, and uh, I'm sure if you get prescribed one of these, your doctor is going to talk to you about this. Sometimes people have occasional acid reflux, and there are over-the-counter medications that you can take in order to make your um, acid reflux a little bit better. However, remember, if the acid reflux is happening too often, let's say more than twice a week, then you might want to talk to your doctor so he or she can give you uh, a more sustainable, better medication so your acid reflux can be treated. And what the over-the-counter medications are actually achieving is that they're decreasing the acidity of your stomach. They come in tablet forms as well as liquid forms, and they are called antacids. There's a bunch of brands, I'm not going to go over these brands, but just remember that they contain chemical compounds such as calcium carbonate or sodium bicarbonate or magnesium hydroxide. If you're in doubt, when you go to your pharmacy, just talk to the pharmacist and he or she will tell you which one is the best one to get. Remember one thing though. Since these guys, these over-the-counter medications, are actually reducing your stomach acidity, they could also cause malnutrition. Or if some of them are using magnesium hydroxide, you're intaking extra magnesium. And this could cause two things. This could cause an increase in magnesium levels in your body. It could also cause for you to have a diarrhea. But what if you are one of those people who the acid reflux doesn't happen too often to and who doesn't have to go to the doctor and doesn't want to take medications. Can you change your lifestyle in a way that's going to help you treat or maybe decrease the symptoms of the acid reflux? Yes, you can. Here are some of the things that can help you treat the acid reflux. They're actually pretty simple. Improving your posture. A lot of us are slouching down when we sit. And if you just improve your posture and sit up straight, you can actually help your acid reflux. What you can also do is you can wear more looser clothing. The less pressure you have on your stomach, such as weight-wise as well as clothing-wise, you could help your stomach content to not get pushed up. Pretty simple. And now that we're talking about pressure on your stomach, try to lose weight. If somebody's overweight, that could have extra issues with GERD. And by losing weight and having less pressure on the organs, by the fat itself, you're helping to improve the symptoms. Oh, and by the way, when we talked about the loose clothing, uh, also if you wear a belt, uh, try to loosen it up a little bit. 
And finally, uh, I think it's worth mentioning, uh, stop smoking. If you're a smoker, smoking can actually exacerbate the symptoms of CURD and can actually make you have uh, CURD as well. So if you're smoking, I know it's really difficult. You can't just, just quit cold turkey. If you reduce your smoking little by little and think about smoking prevention, then you can probably help yourself. Every pharmacy has a resource, at least in the United States. Uh, you can talk to the pharmacist, and if you're a smoker, you can actually seek for resources um, for helping quitting smoking. There's tablets, chewing gums, patches, and so on and so forth. So please, I do highly recommend you to uh, explore this option because quitting smoking does not only have benefits for your GERD, it also has a bunch of benefits for your health. Listen, I hope this kind of gave you an idea of what GERD is and how can you treat it and some of the lifestyle modifications. If you like this podcast and if you like my TikTok videos, I really thank you for listening to this. Please consider subscribing. And if you have any friends who might find this interesting, please be sure to share this information with them. And if you do like to suggest a topic for the next podcast, please do comment on my TikTok or Instagram videos or uh, my Patreon users actually have direct access to me. You can comment uh, in my Patreon and you can choose a topic for the next one. We do a voting system there as well. Again, thank you very much for listening. I really do appreciate you. And... I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.